Today's Super Bowl Sunday, baby. Look at that. That's what football used to look like. Amen. See that helmet them Vikings right there? That's what football used to look like. It was down. It was dirty, baby. We called that division the black and blue division, baby. Because you, and you didn't play no 20 years or 18 years. You were like crippled after about five. Amen. And they want no protecting the quarterback. The way you protected the quarterback was you better run, Jack. There was none of that late hit, late hit, late hit was game. That was a good hit. Did you just see that? He just did it. I mean, it was a whole different way of playing football back in the day. So I've got a message for us with it being, you know, Gridiron Sunday and football, and I have the pleasure of being able to help the high school some and coach out there. I've even got my coaching shoes on today. Amen. You see these shoes right here? Man, they will stomp somebody right here, I'm telling you. Got the little Nike swish on them. You see that Nike thing? You might say, well, what's that about Nike, Nike, Nike? And I'm glad you asked. Nike. A lot of people, you know, what if Clark's gone crazy? Just do it. Nike's gone commercial on us or something. Well, you know, you know, a lot of people that are in business and they're a great success, you know they're pretty smart people. They're pretty bright people. Most people that have got anything in this country worked for it. Do you know that? Yes or no? Wasn't handed to them. They work like a dog. We don't know what they did, how they toiled. Well, that Nike company, pretty smart people. They said, we're going to call it Nike. What do you think? Some jokers are sitting around the table one day and said, well, let's call it this. Nike, okay, Nike, that sounds good. That's not how things work. Nike's in the Bible. It comes from the Bible. It's a great word throughout the Bible. Nike is a Greek word. Your New Testament was written in Greek. Greek. You might say, why Greek? Well, back in the day, Alexander the Great had conquered the known world. The language of the day was the Greek language, not the English language. If somebody was going to write something now and reach masses, they would write it in what language? The English language. Of course they would. But back in the day, God in His sovereignty had the Word of God translated to the known world in the Greek language. Well, guess what the word Nike is? Well, it's a Greek word. Got it? Yes or no? So, yeah, that's why I got a little swish on my shoes today, so you can see it. But anyway, it's a Greek word. And their slogan is just do it. It's a perfect name for a sporting company, for a company that's going to make sporting apparel and equipment and shoes and, you know, all that kind of stuff for sportsmen and women out there, boys and girls that are going to get out there and compete. Perfect name, Nike. Keep looking. Push me, buddy. Here we go. That's the slogan for Nike. I think, well, say that with me. Just do it. Just do it. You'll see where we're going today. Nike's a Greek word that's found throughout the Bible. We already said that. So what does it mean? Say it out loud with me if you don't mind. Here we go. Nike means conqueror. Help me, church. It means overcomer. It means Victor. And it means what? Now, in today's Greek language, how do you say it, Miss Greek Lady? Nikki. Nikki. You see how she gets on to me? Dina is my public relations director, outreach coordinator. She's our minister to our to our women's ministry. She's been working with me for thirty years. Can we thank the Lord for Miss Dina right there? Who could work with me for 30 years? I mean, she would have to be a saint, wouldn't she? Oh, that's funny, Rods. 
Yeah, we know her, right? But anyway, but what does that word Nikki mean in your language today? It means what? Can you say that? It means what? One more time. One more time. Do you see why? Isn't that the perfect name for their company? Yes or no? It's the perfect swoosh to put on the side of a Michael Jordan basketball shoe. Amen? And it came from the Bible. So on Super Bowl Sunday, we're going to talk about that right there. We're going to talk about Nike. We're going to talk about Nike. We're going to talk about being an overcomer. We're going to talk about being a victor. We're going to talk about being a winner today. Y'all listening or not? Amen? So let's check it out. Raj, push me, baby. Let's go. Now, church, I want you to say this with me. You might say I'm wearing you out. You'll be fine, okay? Come on. This isn't going to kill you. Here we go. Say that with me. God wants me to conquer, not to be conquered. Keep going. God wants me to overcome, not to be overcome. God wants me to be a, not a. And a lot of people are victimized and hurt. But that doesn't have to be the story of the rest of your life. This happened to me, and I'm this way now because this happened to me. Can you rise up? Can you be victorious? That's our message today. So, push me one more time, Raj. God said with me, wants me to be a what? And not a what? It's not God's will for you to wind your way to wholeness and to health and to blessing. And I'm going to get better because I'm just going to keep whining to everybody and I'll get better one day. Fat chance it ain't happening. There's a way to be an overcomer. There's a way to be a victor. And that's what our message is today, buddy. You just kind of put it in warp speed back there, Raj. So we're going to the book of Joshua. Years ago, I went through the hardest thing in my life. And it wasn't the murder of my mother. My mother was murdered, shot six times with a 357 Magnum. I never thought I would stand before an audience and say, the thing I went through or something had happened in my life that would be harder than losing my mother. But it happened six years ago, seven years ago. I was left. I was left by my wife. I was abandoned. It killed me. It destroyed me. I wanted to take my own life. I don't know how you can get lower than that. When Mama was murdered, I didn't want to take my own life. I was I was just shot. Amen? I think a lot of you know where I'm coming from, don't you? And I'm not trying to get you to feel sorry for me. Don't. But in my pain and in my hurt, the Lord met me. Right where I was, I love my brother Terry. He says things sometimes that really help. He's from the country like I am. He says, at the end of hurt is help. Say that with me. At the end of hurt is help. And that's where I was, hurting, alone. And God, help me with what I want to teach you today. Are you all hearing me? This is Super Bowl Sunday. I'm going to tell you what. Boy, life's a lot more important, and winning at life's a lot more important than any game any team's going to play. You matter, and you have value, and God wants you to be an overcomer and a winner. And you can be. But it's on you. It's going to be up to you to believe. Say believe. 
Let's talk about it. Here we go. The book of Joshua. This is how the Lord helped me. The book of Joshua. Right in your Bible, the book of Joshua. I knew the book of Joshua. I'd read the book of Joshua. I'd preached the book of Joshua. But I'd never taken what it said for me, for me, for me. You mean I can find me there? Yeah, yeah, right there in the Bible. That's the beauty of the Bible, guys. I don't understand the Bible. Come on, man, you're just whining and excuse-making. That's what you're doing. If you want to read the Bible, you can. And you can find help in the Scriptures. And God wants to meet you there. Yes or no? And that's what He did for me. But He came to me and He helped me. So the book of Joshua is a picture of a conqueror. It's about taking possession of God's promises. That's what this book is about. Taking possession of God's promises. And though I was hurt, and many of you know what that feels like to be hurt, to be left, to be abandoned, to be crushed. But God has, is not dead. He loves you. He cares for you. And that's what this book shows. It's about the process, process, process of faith and action that you and I have to take if we're going to be an overcomer and a victor and not a victim or a whiner. There's a process we must go through. And God lays it out in this book. It's about God's what? Being displayed in who? God loves showing up big. He loves showing up big when people are down, when people are hurt, when it looks like it's curtains, when it's over, and God shows up. And they rise up. And they're a light. And they're a testimony. And people can relate to Him and say, Man, that happened to me. And how did He do that? Or how did she do that? And God's the one that gets the credit and the glory. He loves showing up like that. Amen. Say, I hate to tell you, the TV preachers have it wrong. They think you can quick fix this mess. They think you can send a buck or pray for something and it happened. I'm going to tell you something. The greatest miracles hurt happen when you're hurt. The greatest miracles happen when you're hurt. When you're down. When you can't do a dime's worth of nothing except believe. Put that faith the size of a grain of mustard seed. It ain't much. It's all I got. And God shows up. Amen. Come on. Yeah, praise the Lord. Come on. Good stuff, baby. That's what this book is about, but you got to just do it. Amen. So let's keep looking. It's about a conqueror. That's what this book's about. Joshua was his name. But guys, that's your name if you want it to be. You mean I can be a conqueror? You are a conqueror with Christ. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. That's what the Bible teaches. So, tell you a little bit about Joshua. How many know? You might not know the book of Joshua, but you know this. Fill in the blank when I say it. Joshua fought the battle of... See there? Whether you know the book of Joshua or not, you know this man was a fighter. And you know something about Jericho. Some of you probably know that he fought that battle and the walls came what? And they never fired a shot, did they? That was because it came tumbling down because of who? That's what I needed in my life. God, if I'm going to keep going, you're going to have to do it because I can't. I'm done. I can't, Lord. I just can't. You been there? How many say, Pastor, I've been there with you? I know what you're talking about, preacher. Amen. So, before Joshua becomes a conqueror, I want you to see what happens. Forty years before this book was written, before this uh, uh, situation happened, we're going to talk about it today, Joshua's almost stoned to death. 
Joshua was a, was a winner as a young man. Joshua was a guy who believed when he was young. And so he almost didn't make it. Forty years before, Joshua was almost stoned to death. Let's just read the Scripture and let it, let it tell us what happened. They sent out twelve spies to spy out the new promised land. And they came back and ten didn't believe they could do it. We can't do it. We can't see it. It won't happen. They're bigger than us. There's no way. And only two believe. Say only two believe. I'm going to tell you, that's called the math of life, in my opinion. Out of twelve, there's going to be two that will believe in life. And the mess that you face, it's going to be a lot easier for you to quit. It's going to be a lot easier for you to say, I can't do it, I can't make it, and whine your way through it. Only two out of twelve are going to be the ones that say, I can make it. I can do it. With God, I can make it. I can do this. I want to always be one of the two. Say that with me. I want to always be one of the two. I don't want to be one of the ten that say, quit. I'm quitting. I can't do it. We can't do it. God, I know you said it, but. I know you said it, but. Here's my quote. You need to get your butt out of the way. You hear me say? That's what you need. If you want to make it, you can. You can. You can. I'm going to tell you something right now. You're sitting in a room full of winners. I know stories about these folks that you don't know. And I don't know, but just a smidgen of their stories. And I don't even want to get into some of their stories. I could repeat story after story after story on this stage. And I know you probably get tired of me telling mine. Oh, I could get up here and tell theirs. But their story won't my story. My story is my story for His glory. Amen? But you're sitting in a room full of winners. And I'm sure we got whiners with us. And that's okay. Because we want you to win. We want you to be a victor. We want you to be an overcomer. You hear me? But it's going to take work and it's going to take faith, I'm telling you. So what happened 40 years earlier? They come back, Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb, the son of Jephthah, which were of them that searched the land. They rent their clothes. They were worshiping the Lord. They spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land, the land, guys, they heard the bad report. Listen, the land which we passed through to search is an exceeding good land, guys. If the Lord delight in us, He will bring us into this land. He will give it to us. This land flows with milk and honey, guys. I've never seen anything like it. And that's what they were saying. And they said they tried to plead with the people, don't rebel against the Lord. Don't do it. Don't fear the people of the land. I love this, for they are bread for us. We're going to eat their lunch. This would be a great thing for one of those two teams today to get up in the locker room and say, they're going to be bread for us. Isn't that a great line? Say it with me. They're going to be bread for us. Their defense has parted from them. The Lord is with us. Don't you fear them, Joshua said. But look what happened. But all the congregation bade stone. Who? The ten that didn't believe? Oh no, they'll always be the majority. I'm going to say something that might make you mad. I could care less. You can say what you want to about our president. I'm going to tell you one reason I like it. Because she cheers for our country. He's got warts. He's got wrinkles. He's got problems. But that you should not doubt. 
that if he's going to go overseas or if he's going to go anywhere else, he's going to put America first. He's going to care about this country. Right or wrong, baby, that's what he does. But nonstop criticism, nonstop criticism, nonstop criticism, nonstop criticism, nonstop criticism. Well, that's the way the math goes. Y'all hear me or not? And that's going to be your life. There's going to be, I mean, for you to make it through what you're going through sometimes, you'll get discouraged. You'll have people talking negative. You'll have your best friends and even family telling you you should quit. You hear me, yes or no? Or you shouldn't do this, or you shouldn't forgive, or you shouldn't, you know, whatever. Amen. So, he begged them, but the congregation rose up with stones to kill Caleb and Joshua, the two warriors. And guess what happened? Watch. And the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before the children of Israel. God spared their life. And because of that, that whole generation died in the wilderness. Because the ten didn't believe and they persuaded the people, because that's generally the math, that whole generation died in the wilderness. Now let's keep looking. Let's keep looking. Only Joshua and Caleb believed that they were what? Say it with me. One more time. They were what? Now, whatever you've gone through, are you well able to make it? Are you well able to keep moving? Are you well able to get up and get your head up and keep moving and live for the Lord and do the right thing? Are you well able? Well, they believed they were. They were able to proceed and take possession of the land that God had what? Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not wanting God to help me be well able to do the devil's work. Or to do the wrong thing. But if God, this is your word, and this is the way you've taught me, the way you've told me to live, and the right thing to do, then I believe, Lord, I am well able to stand on that promise right there, and you're going to help me. You hear me? This is called the conqueror. This is what this man was. They were outvoted by the other ten spies. They were nearly killed because of their faith and their fighting spirit. Right there in the word of God. This so displeased God that he withheld his power. He forbid the taking of the land for how many years? I'm going to tell you, some of you right now, you ain't got 40 years. You ain't got 40 years. You better get with the program today. Y'all hear me or not? You want to live for the Lord? You want the Lord to bless you in your life? You want to do the right thing? You want to be an overcomer and a conqueror for the Lord? You ain't got a whole lot of time. We ain't got no 40 years, including me. You hear me, yes or no? Time for us to get the program. Come on. So it's 40 years later now. We're going to the book of Joshua. We're about halfway through the message in case you're like, oh, man, we're going to be here all week. No. It takes a while to tell it, okay? Here we go. 40 years later. So who's going to do it? If I was going to make it, who was going to have to do it, Gary? Oh, I know. We can get all spiritual. No, it's God through you. Listen. God wants to use you. Got it? Yes or no? Say, I matter. I have value. One more time. I matter. I have value. You matter to God, and you matter to God's plan. And you're part of God's plan. Yes or no? So don't wait for some spooky thing to happen. No, you've got to get off your tail and start today. Amen. Come on.
So who's going to do it? Look what happened. Here's what happened. Forty years later, God says, you are, Joshua. You're going to do it. Look at the Scriptures. Now, after the death of Moses, so the generation died in the wilderness, and guess who else died? Man, the greatest leader of all time. You read any book on anybody that knows anything about leadership, and if, they know, if they're half their salt, they don't have to be Christians, it doesn't matter. They will tell you Moses was the greatest leader of all time. The greatest leader of all time. And this guy is now dead. Dead. Forty years earlier, we could have gone. Moses was younger. We had it made. You're telling us now we're going to go into the land and the guy that was so strong that had the stick that could do the Red Sea thing and the water thing, he's dead. This is not a good situation. If there's one leader you wouldn't want to follow, his name would be Moses. So now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke. That's the key right there. That the Lord spoke unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, and he said this. He said this. Boy, this is great. This is, this is something Joshua didn't even know. He knew this. <laughs> Look at this. Moses, my servant, is dead. I think Joshua knew that, okay? I think he knew that. I think, like, boy, tell me something I don't know. We're all going to die. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, who? You, 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 you arise, Joshua. You go over this Jordan River, this Jordan Valley, and all this people. The ones that are left, that generation of unbelievers are dead. A younger generation, they're rising up. You go with them. You go over to that land and you get it. And I'm going to give it to you, even to the children of Israel. Keep looking, keep looking. So, who's going to do it? You are. Say that. Who's going to do it? Can we say it loud? Who's going to do it? You are. You want to be an overcomer? You can be. Who's going to do it? You are. Number two, what's, gonna, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? What's Joshua going to do in this story? Look at it. What's he going to do? You will lead the people, and you will take possession of the promised land. You will lead all these people, and you're going to take possession of the promised land. Every place that the sole of your foot is going to tread on, God speaking, that have I given unto you as I what? What other promises of God's Word going to become yours? And not just Gary's or not somebody else. When are you going to take possession of what's yours? Say, yes or no? Well, I don't understand the Bible. I guarantee it. If you had something that you could read and inside it was something where you're going to get a million dollars, you would read it back and forth, up and down, left and right. You would look at everything. I tell you what, that book, that book contains the promises of Almighty God. Treasures that cannot compare to to material money crap, excuse me. And yet we leave it idly by and we try to wing life on our own. And we wonder why we go through whining. Yes or no? Y'all hearing me? This is about winning today. God put the word Nike in the Bible repeatedly for a reason. He wants us to rise up and take possession of His promises. The Bible says, the Bible says without faith is what? It's impossible to please God. For we must believe, what? That He is. And He's a what? Rewarder of those who do what? Diligently seek Him. Amen. So, He says, you're going to do this, Joshua. From the wilderness of this Lebanon, I've been there many, many times, probably a dozen times. I've seen this with my own eyeballs. From the wilderness even into the Lebanon. 
to the great river, the river Euphrates, the land of the Hittites, down to the great sea, toward the going down the sun. It's going to be yours. Whoa. Amen. How about that? Now, it's going to happen just because I said so. No. No, I said it was going to happen to Moses. Remember? I said it was going to happen to that generation. Did they get it? Yes or no? You're going to have to do it. You're going to have to believe me. You hear me or not? And that's where I was in life about seven years ago. And the Lord touched me, laying in my bed as I was whining, pining, struggling, hurting. The Lord says some things to me that changed my life. And He said it to me from this book. Don't wait for the Lord to give you a word. Why don't you read the word? Why don't you hide God's word in your heart so that He can have something to talk with you about? Did you lose that or not? You hide His word in your heart, the Bible says, that you won't sin against Him. The entrance of your word, the Bible says, gives light. But it's just, oh, well, no, we're used to being part of the ten. The ten crowd instead of the two crowd. Y'all hear me or not? But I'm going to tell you something right now. It's amazing when bad things happen how spiritual we get in a hurry. Yes or no? Amen? Here's the thing. You can have that right now. Man, you can be armed and dangerous before it happens. Amen? Come on. So, how is he going to do it? How is Joshua going to take this land? Well, he's going to do it. He t- he's told him what he's going to do. This land's going to be yours. Well, how's he going to do it? Let's look at it. Here we go. Say that with me. You've got me, God says, and I've got you. This is how the Lord touched me on my bed when I am struggling. And I think many of you know what I'm talking about. When you're hurting, it can be in prayer. It can be, it can be whatever. It can be sitting on the beach. It can be wherever you're just absolutely desperate for help. Amen? I mean, I found myself in a ball on the floor. This is me. This ain't like me. This is not like me. Look at him. He's so spiritual. He's wound up in a ball on the floor. That ain't normally how I am. But I was so broken that all I could do was not eat. And just on the floor in a ball, just crying out to the Lord and not praying some flowery prayer. Most of my prayer was just tears. And the Lord touches me and says, You've got me. You're not alone. And guess what else? I've got you, Gary. You've got me, and I've got you. And I didn't rise up like, oh, boy, look at us. We're going to charge hell with a water pistol now. No, because I'm a mess. I'm a mess. But that was the start for me. Here's what Joshua, the book of Joshua, God says, There shall not any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life, Joshua. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Say that with me. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Oh, I love this part. I, so help me, church, I will not fail you. I will not abandon you. 
boy, did the Lord ever speak the word to my heart. Are you hearing me? It was exactly what Gary needed. Amen. You've got me, and I've got you. I am never going to leave you. I'm not going to fail you. I will never forsake you. And the Lord helped me in my spirit. Did I get up and be, no, 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 no. To be a fighter, you've got to fight. Amen. To be an overcomer, you've got to overcome step by step. And God helps you. He'll bless you. So that's what He told Joshua. And I came up with this. And we gave out cards to people. Because I wanted people to experience what I had experienced. Not immediately. After I started to heal. After I started to see that I matter. It was through that experience that I realized I matter. Gary matters. Gary matters to God. I know that might sound kooky for some of you hearing me maybe for the first time. Or maybe you've heard me for years I still sound kooky. I don't know. But you know what? Now I tell you all the time, say I matter. Say I have value. Where'd that come from? Did I get off the back of a skippy jar or something? No. And I didn't hear some TV preacher say it. He said it to me. And if it must be true of me, if the preacher hurts, then I got a feeling they hurt too. If I don't know I matter, and I've studied the Word, and I've been a preacher, they must not think they matter either. And so now I've been on a quest. I told a girl this morning at McDonald's. She came to me early. I'm sitting at a table about 6.30. Because you know that's my hot spot. I've known her for years. She's a hard worker. She lost her son years ago. I did the funeral. She was sick last week. I said, how you doing? She came to my table. Before she clocked in, she got there early. She's that kind of person gets there early. She said, I'm not doing too good. I was sick last week and I only got in three days' work. She said, I think I'm being punished because I was sick last week. I'm not getting the hours. And she can talk to me like a friend because I am a friend. And I said, let me tell you something. You matter. And you have value. And I said, you need to go and you need to stand up for yourself. It's not like you're asking them to pay you because you're a bum. You're needing hours because you need to live. And you're a good worker and I believe in you. Say, I matter. And she goes, I matter. Amen? This is big, guys. Y'all hear me or not? So I'll check on her and see how she does. Amen? Come on. She's a sweetie. Listen. This is where I learned that in my life, through this, this situation. And I came up with this. It's right out of the Bible. God's promise to a conqueror. Say that with me. I will. Come on. I will. I will not. Say it one more time. One more time. God's promise to a conqueror. Why can I go, Nike, winner, victorious, overcomer? Because that's what God promised me. Look at it. Say it with me again. I will. I will not. I will not. And then I called it this right here. Pop it up, Raj. The Conqueror's Creed. You know, different people have different slogans for their companies and this, that, and other. Well, this is, this is mine. This is how you make it through crap. This is how you keep going. You've been hurt, beat up, let down. Maybe you did it to yourself. I don't know. This is how you can make it right here. The Conqueror's Creed. Here it is. Boy, don't ever forget it. Say it with me pretty loud. God is... God will not... 
God will not. One more time. God is. God will not. God will not. I'm going to tell you right now, if you believe that, as a child of God, if you believe that, you will make it. Did you hear me? No, not ten. That's what I'm going to call you. You know, sometimes if you attend, remember Bo Derek back in the day, ten? Sorry. But when I call you a ten, it ain't a good thing. Amen? I want to be a what? A what? Why can't I make it when I matter to Him? Why can't I get my head up? Why can't there be life out there for me? Why do I have to take my life? He's with me. He won't fail me. He'll never abandon me. If I believe like that and double down on Jesus, I'm going to tell you something right now. You're going to win. You're going to win. Say Nike. One more time. One more time. They should give me a royalty today. Come on. Let's go with the message. We're not far along. Here we go. Because i got a place I can quit early, Rod. Rogers, I hope so. You know one reason I preach like this? Because I love you. I love you. I can have a message, and a lot of times I leave a lot of it on the screen because I start to get into a message, and I want you to, I just, the Lord helps me, I want to love on you. You hear me? I spent a lot of time today on letting you know you can make it and you matter. If you leave here today knowing that God is with you, He won't fail me, and He won't abandon you, I'm going to tell you right now, we've done a good job with the Word today. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on. Come on. Amen. But we're almost done. We're almost done. So, just what? Just what? I'm with you. I won't fail you. I won't abandon you. There you go. So let's see what Joshua did. Here's what God says to him. Say it with me. Be what? And of a... Listen, guys. You won't be able to make it if this is just a creed. You're going to have to be strong and stick to it. Amen. And tell the devil, tell whoever you got to tell. Tell your own crazy, stupid head. Amen. Because I had to do that to me a lot. Gary talking to Gary. You know that would have been interesting. Here's what he says. God's Word. God speaking. Be strong, Joshua, and have a good courage. For unto this people you shall divide for an inheritance the land, which I what? I what? I what? I what? God swears by His Word. God swears by His... He's God. He ain't like us. He didn't take things back. He swears by His Word. Are you going to trust the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your path? Swear by His Word. You hear me? So, God says, I said it, it's going to happen. You've got to be strong and believe me, buddy. Keep looking. So, how do I get good courage? How do I get good courage? How do we get good courage? Here's how you get good courage. Say it with me pretty loud. This is important. Good courage comes when I read and believe that God will do what He says He will do. You don't need to go off to some pep talk talker. Why don't you go to the Word and take that promise of that Word and say, God, 
you're with me, you won't fail me, you won't abandon me. I believe your word. I believe you're going to do what you said you're going to do. Now, guys, we can't take a promise and believe somebody that's left us is going to come back. As much as you want to believe that, that's not God's promise. God's promise is, I won't leave you. He never said they wouldn't. Hello, O me. Because see, you start praying for things like that. Oh, I'm going to claim it. I'm going to believe it. It's going to happen. Well, it might. But I know one thing that's surer than that. He won't ever leave you. You can take that one to the bank right now today. Amen? And don't hang your dreams on some hope so, maybe so, think so, might happen thing. Why don't you just stick some stakes right down in the, in the ground where you know it's the truth. And you let God be God. Amen? Say. So, be strong, God says, and of good courage. But then he says in the same passage, right after that, say that with me. He says, be strong in what? Of what kind of courage? So good courage is when I read God's Word and I believe God's going to do what He says He's going to do. But here's great courage. Here's great courage. Great courage. Great courage. Only be thou strong. And what's the word? Very courageous. Great courage. That you, you, Joshua, may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. So my word, Joshua, you do my word. You don't turn from my word to the right hand, and you don't turn from my word to the left hand, that you may what? And that you may prosper wherever you go. So what is great courage? Good courage is I believe God will do what God says He will do. So I have good courage. That's awesome. But, buddy, life requires great courage. Life requires great courage. When you're at a place when you absolutely want to hurt yourself, you're going to need some great courage. Amen. Or you want to hurt somebody else. That's the other side of that coin. Amen. You're going to need some great courage. How do I get great courage? Say it with me. Great courage comes when I read and believe that God is going to do great things through. So, God, you're going to do what you say you're going to do. That's good courage. But great courage is, God, you're going to do what you said you're going to do through me. Through me. You mean I matter that much to you that you're going to do great things through me? Yes, son, you do. And that whole experience that hurt me changed my life. And I say it again to you today. The most productive years of Gary Clark's life have been the last six to seven years of my life. After the hurt is help. After the hurt is what? And when God shows up, things get done. Are you hearing me? And guys, this ain't no magic potion. No, no. You've got to put that one foot in front of the other as you believe God. One foot in front of the other. And you, you'll take a step back or two, but you just keep that forward motion. Amen? Banking it on Jesus. God has helped me to marry again. Someone absolutely beautiful who loves me, who will look in my face and tell me, I think you hung the moon. And she loves me. I love her. I have two little girls again. I've got kids on stage, and I've got little kids again who just want to play with me and love on me. 
And those little girls have a daddy. God can do great things. We can see a building debt-free for the glory of God, not because I'm anything great, but because God does great things through us. Amen. And we've seen amazing things accomplished for the Lord. Are y'all hearing me today? Why am I talking like you're just up there bragging? No, I'm not. I'm trying to talk to somebody who is so low they don't think they can do anything. I'm trying to give some, some skin to this stuff. Amen. You can make it. You can be an overcomer. This is Super Bowl Sunday, baby. I want you to win, baby. Amen. Come on. Come on. So how does great courage come? Say it with me. How do I get great courage, Clark? Here's how you do it. I do what God says do. I do it just like God said do it. And I do it every day. Say it with me one more time. I mean, that sounds too simple. I'd rather write a television preacher and send him a hundred bucks. Wouldn't it be nice if we lived on that kind of planet where we could just send a little money and fix everything? I call that bull. Here's how you get great courage. Here's how you can live again. Here's how light can shine for you. Here's how testimony is built. Amen. Say it with me. I do what God says do. I do it just like God said. I do it every day. Don't think I'm perfect. I don't do stuff every day. Thank God for His grace. Amen. Thank God for His forgiveness. If we confess our sins, He's faithful in what? Just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us. But thank God He's a good Father. He doesn't throw us out with the trash. Amen? So, and say that with me real loud. I believe it's going to get... Can we say it loud and just ugly and mean and like you in a ball game? I believe it's going to get... One more time because I'm just picking on you. I believe it's going to get... Roger, I'm quitting. Amen. You are a conqueror. You are an overcomer. You are a winner if you want to be. If you want to be. It's going to take work. It's going to take courage. It's going to take great courage. Whining will never get you there. Saying I'm a victim, welcome to my dungeon. Let me tell you my bad story one more time. You know, we'd like a little happy ending every once in a while. Amen. Say, amen. Let's thank the Lord for His Word. Come on. Bang. Woo! Mr. Dallas.